0: Life Audio.
1: Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, we wanted to do highlights of some of our past shows, the highlights of some of our past shows. And after a word from our sponsors, we'll get started on the topic today. Have you ever attempted to read the entire Bible? Did you do it or did you only make it part way? on your favorite podcasting app.
0: The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate His acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art, inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.
1: And unlike other shows or formats, uh, we're not going to do an audio edit of the past show segments. What I wanted to do rather was to talk about some of the content from our past shows that you may have missed. And if you've missed any of our past shows um, or podcasts, please visit srministries.org and you'll see a tab that you can click. And all of our our past shows exist on that page. And um, you can also find us on Life Audio uh, uh, platform. We are there and along with Apple and Spotify and all the other uh, main uh, streaming platforms uh, for you to listen to this show, Sound Reasoning. Um, And so we want to just highlight some of the topics that we've uh, covered over the past few years. And we're doing this uh, so you can get a taste of what God has given us uh, through this show the great privilege of ministering to all of you and um, bringing in some of the top thinkers and theologians and authors uh, who've agreed to come on a show and share their wisdom so we can be edified. So we thank God for this show sound reasoning and the ultimate goal uh, for us doing this review is to cause you to consider becoming a monthly supporter of Sound Reasoning Radio Show as we bring in apologetic topics uh, that many people find in seminary, but not quite as much on the local level. And so we thank you all for your prayers. As always, uh, we are in need of your financial support. So if this show has been a blessing to you, we're asking for you to become a monthly supporter of any amount. So let's start off with Ken Samples. Ken Samples. Um, Ken Samples is a senior research scholar with reasons to believe um, the premier science faith ministry as it relates to Christian um, scientists doing research on behalf of uh, Christian worldview. Uh, he's an adjunct instructor of apologetics at Biola universities, and um, he wrote a book with It's call without a doubt answering the 20 toughest faith questions um, that we as believers have to wrestle with. And in this book, he covers questions uh, from the doctrine of the incarnation all the way to religious pluralism, uh, to even evolution, to uh, moral relativism, and he gives a rational answer for each one of those, uh, as he calls it, stubborn uh, topics in response to stubborn skeptics. So he touches on topics such as God's existence, and as you all um, know from listening to this show, uh, we've covered that topic numerous times, and he covers that in his book. So when we talk about God's existence, sometimes we use the Kalem uh, uh, cosmological argument. The Kalam cosmological argument basically talks about uh, the reality of et- um, an eternal being, or rather external being uh, who uh, transcends outside of time. So everything we have, uh, we argue for an an external being uh, who transcends outside of time as the creator. Uh, Why? Because um, we are the effect and every effect needs a cause. So God is the cause of everything that we have in terms of reality, in terms of nature. So that's the, uh, Kalem Cosmological Argument, and when we look at uh, the Kalem Cosmological Argument, um, we're looking at it from the cause and effect perspective. Just keep that in mind. Then, if you want to argue for God's existence, you can look at it through the teleological argument, and that's basically uh, for those of us who are often argue from the standpoint of the intelligent designer, um, you look at DNA as an example. Uh, DNA has programming every DNA uh, comes with program that um, that shows or tells that particular um, that particular uh, molecule or or strand to do whatever it is that it 's supposed to do so for example, um, the DNA that 's programming your molecules tell you. Um, or, or tell the body rather what color eyes you're going to have, what uh, uh, what height you're going to be, your uh, what color your epidermis is going to be, how long your phalanges are going to be. So if there's programming in the DNA, then there has to be a program designer, and that's a program designer. When we argue from a Christian perspective, we're saying that that program designer is God. And that's how we argue for God. So when we talk to uh, Brother Samples, uh, we just highlighted some of the things that were in the book uh, as it relates to God's existence, as it it relates to creation and the universe, as it relates to the historical veracity of the scriptures where we talk about the manuscripts. And we argue for the manuscripts because the same litmus tests that historians use for secular writing, such as uh, Plato and Socrates and um, you talk about Julius Caesar and all these other secular writers, the same test that we use for them, when we apply to the manuscripts, we see that the manuscripts are more uh, verifiable and they're more truthful and, uh, or trustworthy than any of the other ancient manuscripts. So we we have uh, evidence for that. Um, then, in his book, Dr. Sample talks about uh, jesus christ's true identity. Who is he? Did he claim to be God? Is he the Messiah? Is he the anointed one um, it, 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 the, the, the truth claims about Jesus. he deals with that in the book. Then um, he looks at, he talks about God um, as uh, a Trinitarian God. and I know uh, there are some groups who say uh, you won't find the word trinity in the Bible, and we respond, well, you won't find the word Bible in the Bible either, but we know what it signifies. So, even if you don't call it the trinity, if you want to call it the three-in-oneness doctrine uh, or whatever is appropriate, then call it that. Um, the trinity, which was coined by Christian, uh Christian apologist, Tertullian, uh, the Latin uh, writer, He used the term trinitas, so that's where we get the English version trinity from, and all he's doing is labeling a doctrine that already exists in the Bible. So don't let people throw you off track thinking that the doctrine of the trinity does not exist. It exists. The name may not exist, but the doctrine is there. So whatever you want to call it that's appropriate, then call it that. Then he talks about faith versus science. Now, this is important because uh, our apologetics boot camp, uh, which we offer uh, once a year in the Sacramento region, uh, consists of the relationship between faith and reason. And it came about because parents were coming up to me talking about how certain teachers or professors were trying to indoctrinate their students to not believe in God, and because of those um, testimonials, the Lord put on my heart to establish the Apologetics Boot Camp, and if you want to learn more about it, you can go to the website abcsac.org, and you'll see the offerings that we have for the Apologetics Boot Camp, but in a nutshell, the objective of the Boot Camp is to show the relationship between faith and reason, between uh, science and religion, Uh, that there is um, a Venn diagram which shows the complements between both disciplines. Now, both disciplines have its unique uh, space, but they're not contradictory. But there are people uh, out in the world who dare to say that if you are a Christian, then you can't believe in science. If you believe in science, you can't be a, a Christian. Uh, they say that uh, those two worlds do uh, never come into conflict uh, or, or existence or overlap each other. They have, one doesn't have anything to do with another, another and we argue that's not true. Uh, there is, if you're looking at a Van Der diagram, there is relationship. There's an overlapping relationship that does exist. And we we say that God created science. Let us take a break to recognize our sponsors, and we'll be right back. What do you do when the world around you is falling apart?
0: Join me each week on the March
1: or Die show as we discuss that and so much more. God created the laws of nature. God created gravity. God created the solar system. So uh, when we look at the nature around us, we don't see a conflict. We see a complement. And early scientists, um, there are plenty of early scientists who were uh, believers. Isaac Newton believed in God. Uh, Galileo believed in God. So there is that th- there doesn't have to be a conflict between the two disciplines unless you want it to be. So, uh, brother samples in his book, without a doubt, answering the 20 toughest faith questions, uh, deals with that. And during that episode, uh, which aired February 15, 2020, if you want to go back and listen to it on sound reasoning, or you can Google it sound reasoning, um, Ken Samples interview. It should come up. And so we cover that. And those are the types of interviews that we've brought to you uh, since 2011. And so we thank God for this opportunity uh, to share uh, in that capacity some of this rich and some of this substantive information that most people only get in college unless you have a great uh, local church that also covers it. Then uh, on October 10th, 2019, we had an interview with Hillary, Hillary Uh Hillary Ferrar, she is uh, the founder of uh, Mama Bear in Chief of Mama Bear Apologetics, uh, and she feels a burden for providing uh, accessible apologetics resources to busy moms. So that's her ministry. She wants to equip moms so they can learn how to defend the faith and impart that to their children. And she, uh, in the book, uh, Mama Bear Apologetics, very great book. We had the privilege of interviewing her on October 10, 2019, and we talked about dealing with the truth, uh, avoiding pluralism, and how you as a parent can help your child in becoming equipped to defend their faith, to know their faith and to defend the faith. Uh, Just what yesterday we had Easter, uh, as many people call it, and uh, some others call it Resurrection Sunday. And that's a perfect opportunity to train our children uh, to understand that Easter is not about bunnies. It's not about Easter eggs. And I know some of you all are saying, but it's Easter. We have to uh, carry on the tradition and we don't want to um, dampen the innocence of our children by telling them the truth. We we, we don't want to, uh, we want them, we don't want them to be outcast uh, with their friends if they know the truth about Easter. And I know some people don't say it verbally, but we, we're talking about Christians, but they act, act it out. Um, without even realizing it, but God wants us to, um, train our children in his admonition. So I'm not saying that we as parents shouldn't allow our children to have fun. Yes, they can have fun, but also make sure that we're teaching them the truth, uh, that, uh, Resurrection Sunday is exactly what it is, uh, is it is about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And if you still want to have fun, if you still want to have them engage in the activities, that's fine. But make sure that they know the truth and are able to uh, understand that Easter is not about a bunny. It's not about Easter eggs. It's about Jesus Christ. Uh, So just want to make sure that we share that. But getting back to uh, Mama Bear apologetics, just keep in mind, we as Christians, we as parents, we have a great task in front of us in this culture. This culture intends to influence our children, to confuse them, to have them be what God does not want them to be. Um, If you look at the latest uh, statistics, uh, suicide rates among our children has skyrocketed, has skyrocketed. And um, there's many causes, but ultimately I believe that, uh, because our school systems have turned their face away from God, because homes have turned their way, uh, uh, their faces away from God, because our society has turned their face away from God, we are suffering from the birth pains of sin. And we as parents have to grab hold of the teaching of our children. We have to grab hold of their purpose. and We have to grab hold, and that means discipleship. Uh, to make a long story short, that's what it means. It means discipleship. Uh, we have to be more focused on um, teaching our kids how to serve an invisible God, because God is spirit. Um, our kids are um, very savvy these days. They're techno- uh, technological. Our children, um, they, they, they want to know. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to know. They ask questions. Uh, there's nothing wrong with asking questions. But as I was talking to a parent yesterday, they were complimenting me on the apologetics boot camp because their, uh, their student went through our apolog- apologetics boot camp, and they're now in college. And she was telling me how a teacher, uh, it's not even a religious, a religious course that the child is taking or the student is taking, and the teacher wanted them to write about the topic, does God exist and why? Now, I'm not sure why the teacher assigned that topic, but in many cases, um, very specific teachers go out their way to try to indoctrinate uh, students, to have them not believe that God is real, to uh, teach them that uh, the evidence supports God not being real, uh, to teach them about the... uh, the non-existence of miracles. We get all of this information uh, from students that attend uh, different universities. And you may be saying, well, my my student attends a Christian university. Now, you have to be careful because (laughs) even today, there are a lot of Christian universities who are only Christian by name. Their doctrines are compromised. Their ethics are compromised. So, you can't automatically assume that just because your child is going to a Christian university that they're getting sound doctrine. So the point is this. uh, In Mama Bear Apologetics, her desire is to equip mothers, um, train them in apologetics so they can impart that to their students. And that's a good thing. And um, we inserted the examples of the Apologetics Boot Camp that we offer uh, once a year. And again, you can go to our website just to learn more about it and to see when the next date will be. Um, If you have any questions, give us a call, info at SRMinistries.org. And while we're on it, uh, for those of you that joined us late, we're just doing highlights of past shows and some of the topics that we covered. Uh, And it's a segue into our fundraiser for 2023 We need your support. So if you um, felt led, please become a monthly supporter of Sound Reasoning Ministries as we grow this ministry, as we equip more Christians, and your donation is tax-deductible. So please go on our website, srministries.org. You can pay uh, or donate uh, your payment through that platform, and we're hoping that Uh, You give and then also consider giving monthly. We do need your support. The next topic I want to deal with is the right to be a Christian in a gay rights America. And that's uh, the author uh, Elrita Dodds. Elrita Dodds is an author who writes books about defending the Christian faith. Uh, She's an apologist and uh, she focuses on social issues. So I love how God uses all of us in our natural element to stand up for the truth and and defend the truth that he's given us in all of our gift, in all of our environment, in all of our culture. So she desires to defend the Christian faith, uh, focus on social issues. And in her book, she presents a convincing argument that explains why many Christians feel like they cannot approve of or support the homosexual lifestyle and why they should not be coerced into doing so, and then uh, second, secondly, um, the book broadens the understanding of um, the platform of the gay rights movement and uh, how we as Christians um, can respond to it from a Bible-based perspective. And so we uh, talked about that in the, in her book and how we as Christians. Uh, It almost feels like um, the society is more accusatory of Christians than other people. Uh, It seems as though everybody wants to accept everything except if you stand on Christian principles. So as we share with other people, not just uh, people that uh, are pro um, homosexual agenda, but as as we talk to people, we must first be civil. We must first uh, share the gospel based on charity, as Romans uh, uh, as First Corinthians thirteen talks about. That if you um, you can have the, the the tongue of angels, but if you do not have love, then you have nothing. So everything we do must be rooted in charity. Must be rooted in love. So that when we share with other people the truth of the gospel, uh, we're not coming from it from a vindictive perspective. When we share the gospel, we're not coming from it from a hateful perspective. Uh, Yes, we can be right. Yes, we may have the truth. But how we deal with the truth is important. If you're coming from a loving perspective, then when the Holy Spirit moves on you to share the truth with someone, it's not coming across um, as, as... your ideology or your philosophy, but it will come across as you be caring for that individual by showing them uh, the truth and showing them what God expects of them. And so when we talk about the rights to be a Christian in the gay rights America, and that, in this episode aired January 18, 2019 with Rita Dodds, uh, you can listen to it, and you you'll get a lot of good information on how you can share with someone from the L- LGBTQ uh, T um, community. So we are to give a response. We are Christians. Uh, we are to show uh, individuals when they've fallen short of the standard of God that's sin. And so we as Christians we can't compromise the truth. But when we do share the truth, make sure that you share it in love. Then lastly. On May 12, 2018, we had the privilege of interviewing Lee Strobel for The Case for Miracles. Many of you remember Lee Strobel from his movie, The Case for Christ. I believe uh, it aired 2017, and that movie talks about how he used to be an atheist, but Jesus saves him. And his book, The Case for Christ, is one of the best bestsellers uh, in Christendom as it relates to arguments, for the resurrection arguments for uh, um, Jesus coming in time. And he interviews all of these uh, scholars about why they believe in Jesus and the arguments we have as Christians for Jesus coming and dying for our sins. So that's just a little bit of uh, what we've covered in the last few years. Uh, we'll continue next week with some more highlights of past shows. But again, again, Our whole purpose is that you will consider becoming a monthly supporter. We need your support. Continue to pray for us. And remember to do for the truth what so many people do for a lie. May the Lord uh, continue to bless you in your ministry. God bless.
0: Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister, Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time, and remember, Titus 1-9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy messages has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. And
1: as always, we would like to thank our friends at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this broadcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com...
0: If you want to grow in discernment and truth, join us and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.